1: We will present you two views of the hopelessness of life in Columbus for young people today at the outset of a Friday edition of The Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to be with you. You are listening either on 94.5, The Answer in Dayton, or 98.9 in Columbus. We appreciate your time. Uh, Brittany Greiner is back on American soil. Paul Whalen, the U.S. Marine, is nearing his four year anniversary of detainment in Russia. And Victor Boot, the arms dealer that we traded for Britney Greiner, is back on Russian soil. Where I would imagine a man of his quote unquote talents will be enlisted to help the Russians win their war with Ukraine, a war we are funding to hundreds of billions of dollars to help the Ukrainians. And we sent a guy to Russia who can help Russia win a war against Ukraine when we want Ukraine to win. We'll get to all that. And also, the uh, Biden administration official who uh, has a puppy fetish and uh, likes to dress like a woman and contends he is, I'm not sure, I lost track. Is he a transgender woman? Is he uh, gender fluid? I know this. He's now a two-time stealer of luggage in a major airport. Yes, a two-time stealer of luggage. So, a lot on the docket, but let's start with what we already knew, but we now have uh, more than clear evidence of the depth of the hopelessness in the city of Columbus. Yesterday, well, first of all, on the northeast side last night, around 630 Uh, Two men were shot and killed, murdered, in a house uh, near the 1,000 block of Marlin Drive. A 37-year-old and a Uh, 45-year-old. They're clearly unfortunate that they were murder victims. Then again, if you want to look on the bright side, they got to live twice as long as the people we're going to tell you about next. Because yesterday, in Franklin County uh, Common Police Court... Three men, eh, they're barely men, they're boys, were sentenced to long prison sentences. And they deserve it. I would argue they deserve longer sentences than they received. Which, of course, is not news because that's kind of the way our justice system works now. They uh, admitted to committing murder. One of them, Keontae Perry, is 20 years old right now. He got at least 14 years in prison for when he was 17... I said when he was 17, should have been a high school junior or senior, uh, he killed a 26-year-old man in a 2019 gun deal gone wrong. The 26-year-old man got in the then 17-year-old Keontae Perry's uh, vehicle, or he got in the other guys, I don't know. But Judge Karen Phipps said it was one of the worst involuntary manslaughter cases she has seen. Basically, the guy got in the car and started shooting. So he'll do 14 years. Okay, that's one. Also yesterday... 18-year-old Harrison Finkley, who was also 17 at the time. Are you noticing a trend? Received 25 years in prison for fatally shooting a 42-year-old outside a motel on East Dublin Granville Road on the north side. Now, that happened this year earlier on February the 3rd. The two men had arranged to meet at the motel. One got in the other's car, and they sh- and he shot and killed the person uh, after they engaged in a brief altercation. So two uh, 17-year-olds who committed murder, and they are doing long prison sentences. And then we have a third 17-year-old, Nasir Indai, but he wasn't 17 when he committed murder. He got an early start on his life of crime. He killed, as a 15-year-old, another 15-year-old, Trayvon Dixon, in a shootout on the city's east side. So two 17-year-old murderers sentenced to long prison sentences and a 15-year-old murderer sentenced to long prison sentences. I'm going to go out on a limb that I could probably stand on, jump on, hold 500 pounds in my arms and still not collapse and tell you that all three of these guys are young black men. That's the hopelessness of life in our city. And it's tragic when they commit murder, they take a life, and they also end their own life for all intents and purposes – But it's worse when they affect another life, another innocent life. And that brings me to an update on a story that we've told you about here, but we can never tell you about enough. And that is the story of young Kevin Sobnowski of the Youngstown area. You know the name, right? If you listen to the show, Kevin and his friends were in Columbus, end of October. Turns out they were here for a Halloween party. We've said before we don't know why Kevin Sobnowski was here. I'll refresh your memory. High school valedictorian, four-year starter in soccer in his high school, full academic scholarship to Youngstown State, honor student. By the way, he will be awarded an honorary degree this coming Wednesday. Uh, Kevin Sabnaski and his friends were on their way back to Youngstown, 2, 3 in the morning. They'd been to a Halloween party in Columbus. Yes, young people stay up much later than you and I do. But there's nothing nefarious about going to a Halloween party. And you certainly shouldn't lose your life for it. But Kevin Sobnowski did, because when they pulled into the Sheets gas station to fill up with gas, there were a host of young black men, just like Keontae Perry, just like Harrison Finkley, just like Nasir Indai, the three men who were sentenced to long prison sentences yesterday for gravitating to the crime of murder. When they were 15, 17, and 17 years old, there were about a dozen young black men like that. And this is not a black thing. It's just a descriptive thing that in in our inner cities, in Linden, in the Hilltop, there are lots of young black kids, lots of young white kids. They are preyed upon by gangs. They are uh, poorly or not even uh, attempted to be parented because of what the Democratic Party and the welfare system and the entitlement system has done to the black family in America over the last 60 years. And so these dozen kids at sheets were probably split into two groups and they were most likely shooting at each other and one of their bullets hit Kevin Sobnowski, a completely innocent bystander, and killed him. Uh, My compliments to Luann Stoya and ABC 6 because last night they did an update on the Kevin Sobnowski story and they spoke with Kevin Sobnowski's parents so I want to play that story for you because I don't want anybody to ever forget Kevin Sobnowski, and I brought me to tears watching it and hearing from his parents and I hope it affects you emotionally in a similar fashion
0: heartbreaking fallout from a shootout The parents of the Youngstown State student killed in the crossfire here in Columbus speak out for the first time to ABC6. 21-year-old Kevin Subnosky died after being caught in the middle of a gun battle between two groups, which happened while he was on his way back home from Columbus, stopping at the Sheets gas station near the airport in late
2: October. And while police have arrested two 18-year-olds, there is still 10 people of interest that they want to talk to. Luann Stoy went to see Subnosky's family near Youngstown as they continue to grieve this senseless loss. Christmas traditions are important in this home. Laura Subnosky hangs some of her son's favorite ornaments on their tree with a heavy heart. People of faith, the Subnoskys are trying to find comfort and joy this holiday.
0: It's hard because you question God what why how how did you pick him why did you do this
2: Kevin Subnosky was a senior on the president's list at Youngstown State University Kevin left the campus area and stopped by his parents place on his way to a Halloween party in Columbus he found a costume that was a taco and um, I think it was from like eighth, seventh or eighth grade. Subnoski and his friends were heading back to YSU and stopped at the sheets near the Columbus Airport.
0: They pulled up. They were going to get gas, and uh, and they saw a, a gunman.
2: Bullets were flying everywhere. Even an apartment 150 yards away got hit.
0: Apparently two groups were shooting at each other. From what I understand, the bullet came through the back window.
2: Laura, a nurse, says it was a nightmare as they arrived at the hospital ICU. He had some blood on his face, and I just took the towel and wiped his face off I'm thinking I just have to take care of him.
0: We were able to say our goodbyes to Kevin uh, before uh, he passed.
2: What will you remember most about Kevin?
0: He was excellent in school. He didn't know how to get anything but an A. And uh, when he played soccer, he was 100% committed to that. He loved playing flag football. He lifted weights every day.
2: As the subnoskis prepare thank-you notes to those who have sent condolences, they think about their son, who was a high school valedictorian, soccer player, and a loving brother.
0: I believe up until his last moment, you know, he was happy, and uh, he didn't suffer, and... Um, so as, as much as we miss them, I, I take comfort in that.
1: I want you to remember that family in your prayers this Christmas season. And I really want somebody in the media to continue to press Andrew Ginther and our law director and get what justice this family can attain. So I opened the show with the uh, legal dispensation of three cases yesterday in Columbus where young black men who committed murder at the ages of 17, 17, and 15 in three separate incidents uh, were sentenced to long prison sentences in excess of 10 years. They should be sentenced to long prison sentences. Uh, Only one of them got more than 20 years. I don't think 14 years is enough time if you murder someone. I don't think you should get out in your mid-30s. Because you're young enough and agile enough to really wreak a lot more havoc on society. I mean, sure, yeah, you hope that they're rehabilitated, but you would like our city coming off record murder totals in 2020 and 2021 and a murder total this year that is already, uh, by the way, it climbed by two last night. The murder total for 2022 is already in excess of the murder total in any year. In 2016, 17, 18, or 19, we clearly have a problem with our youth in Columbus going off the rails to as bad an extent as a life can go off the rails, where you take another life and your life essentially is forever changed by a lengthy prison term. And Andrew Ginter, the mayor of Columbus, and Shannon Harden, the council president, and all your... Democratic city council people, which would be, in fact, every city council person, because they are all Democrats, when they ever come to answer questions and don't ever ask them about Kevin Sabnosky, the young man who was an innocent bystander, murdered at Sheets gas station, a valedictorian, a soon-to-be honorary graduate of Youngstown State because he's no longer living and can't accept his diploma from Youngstown State, where he was on a full academic scholarship... They never talk about Kevin Sabnowski, but they they occasionally will talk about, you know, how they are doing. What's that magic Democratic phrase? Everything they can, right? Joe Biden's doing everything he can to lower gas prices and everything he can to get (laughs) Brittany Griner out. Well, you know what? He was doing everything he could there because he traded him a dangerous Russian arms dealer for a professional athlete. Everything he can to close the southern border, Andrew Ginther knows the lines by heart. He's doing everything he can to get rid of the hopelessness in our inner cities. And one of the things that Andrew Ginther said he was going to do was that he was going to convert the old Crew Stadium site into a big, fabulous sports park where kids from Linden and the near northeast side would have a place to go and build community, make friendships, work off their teenage testosterone-fueled aggression. Sounds like a great idea at the time. And that's all it was, an idea. Because yesterday, Governor Mike DeWine released the the state fairgrounds, you know, is where Crew Stadium sits, so the plan is ultimately going to come from Mike DeWine. But Andrew Ginther said at the time that all oh, don't worry, you know, we're going to do this in Columbus because if we're going to build a brand spanking new beautiful stadium for the Columbus crew downtown, then, by golly, that crew stadium there on the fairgrounds, they got to do something for the city of Columbus. Well, I mean, Andrew Ginther's a Democrat, so uh, we saw yesterday what kind of a hard bargain Joe Biden drives as a Democrat. Here, here's an arms dealer who's conspired to kill as many Americans as possible around the world and has fueled civil wars in other countries. Could we have our WNBA player who virtually no one in America has ever heard of? Could we have her back? No, you can keep the Marine who's been in jail for four years. Uh, Andrew Ginther drives that same hard bargain because turns out that sports park is now officially not going to be built on the grounds of Crew Stadium. You know where it's going to be built? It's going to be built in Westerville. going to be built in Westerville. I have no problem with it being built in Westerville. I just think something should happen good for inner-city Columbus, which continues to vote in overwhelming numbers for, let's count them up, shall we, Joyce Beatty as U.S. Congressman, Andrew Ginther as mayor, Shannon Harden as city council president. Um, Shockingly, according to the Columbus Dispatch, which is all in with the Andrew Ginther administration, Andrew Ginther's office did not respond to questions Thursday about the master plan for where Crew Stadium used to be, omitting the sports park that Andrew Ginther promised was going to happen for the good of the city. <laughs> I'm I'm just amazed. You can set your clock by this. The Democratic Playbook make big promises exaggerate the impact of said promises and what will happen when said promises are met full well-knowing said promises are likely to never be met hoping people will forget about it at the time so you won't be shown to be the duplicitous liar that you are but unfortunately for you Andy I remember in 2018 when the Cruz brand spanking new stadium downtown was being announced and everybody was excited about keeping them in town. Andrew Ginther said of Columbus, if your top three priorities are neighborhoods, neighborhoods, and neighborhoods, the only way public-private partnerships work and the Columbus way thrives is if everyone benefits. Oh, it sounds like such a great idea, doesn't it? Are the people in Linden and the near northeast side, are they benefiting? Do they have a nice fancy spanking brand new green space there? at Crewe Stadium with all the playing fields and all the amenities that they were promised? Uh, no, they don't. Shannon Harden was at that same press conference, your black, gay city council president. He said at the 2018 Sports Park announcement that he had only one request of Mayor Andrew Ginther in order to throw his own, Shannon Harden's, support behind Crewe Stadium. And that request was that we have a clear community benefit. Did they get that? Uh, No, they did not. Shannon Harden also said, When we started to talk about the repurposing of this facility, Old Crew Stadium, for this neighborhood, which is so often felt left behind, I said, this is it. This is leadership. And he also said that the sports park for the Linden area would meet the goals of benefiting the community and demonstrating Andrew Ginther's stellar leadership for the city of columbus well
2: Well, there you go they're going to use the historic crew stadium for sonic temple may 23rd through the 28th or 20 25th through the 28th of 2023 so it's still going to be a oh
1: they're still going to use yeah they're just not going to turn it over to the neighborhood like they promised they would right giving And, and what's what's coming to westerville that has nothing to do it's with the big Columbus. sports park. It's the sports park they were going to build at their cruise Stadium. Where it, does it say where? I'm sorry. Um, I'm putting you on the spot here. but Do not but, know